This is your VSIN action update on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This action update brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Lakers take game one of the NBA Finals, 116.98 as a four and a half point favorite. They're laying seven and a half on Friday in game two of the series. The total 216 of the quarantine bubble. Philadelphia Eagles visiting the San Francisco 49ers this week on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles are seven-point road underdogs. Jimmy Garoppolo has not practiced for the 49ers. He is out with a high ankle sprain. Nick Mullins could get the start for the 49ers. He threw 343 with a touchdown without an interception last week in the win over the New York Giants. I'm Mike Senate, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. And now today's rust-eating tip of the day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. You're all set for a quick tie rotation until you have a rusted-on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. Now give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet. Just enough to create some braking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary. And now a word from Free All. Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. Free All spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone free. Professionals have trusted Free All Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Free All today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Nash. Look for the silver can. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the Sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. The second level. This is Bill Belichick on fans. Well, you'll hear the question. What was the atmosphere like in the stadium without fans there? Can you compare it to anything else that you've experienced uh, in your football life? Practice. He just, he doesn't even flinch. I'm telling you, this is an Abbott and Costello. They've worked on this thing. You don't just walk in with that level of timing. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Live from the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, it's The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three pointer. That's right, South Jersey. What's up? How we doing? Thursday night football. I don't want to hear, oh, it's a garbage game. These two teams stink. We didn't have sports for three months. And the same people that are complaining about this game tonight 
We're saying, I'll do anything for sports back. I don't care what it is. We were watching ping pong. All right, so we got football tonight. As it's halftime, and the, new, and the Broncos, excuse me, of course the Jets aren't leading. Broncos lead 17-13. I'll keep you updated throughout the second half of that game. NFL Week 4 trends. The over has been on fire so far uh, through the first three weeks. Can that continue? NFL playoff odds, win totals, MVP odds, and line and movements there. So we got a ton to get into tonight. John McMullen at 1030. Harry Mays at 11 p.m. But leading off, the most important guest, and I'm lucky enough to have him back for his second appearance and hopefully many more. And I'll let the music do the talking. Get money, yo. My man, what's up, brother? Who we got, father? Give you a call back in a little bit. East Coast, Philadelphia, born and raised in the streets. It's where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. And against my dad's wishes when I dropped out of school. But mom didn't raise no fool, nor a rookie. My life took a change when I found my first bookie. I'm ditching the streets, full of drugs, thugs, and thieves. Trying to get this paper and a cheesesteak from Steve's. Next thing I know, I'm one of the wise guys. It's like larceny, and we exchanging high fives. I don't care who wins, beat the number is the challenge. And you don't want to go against my expert mathematics. Move money, move the line, raise the stakes. We make mad moves, mad flavor like some tasty cakes. Then we dip in my Collect loot, hands with the Vegas <laughs> That's right. The Philly Godfather. We don't care who wins. We need to cash bets. So that's why I get the best on the fix. 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. live in the Prop Swap studio. So enough messing around. Let's bring him into the conversation. Godfather, how are you, sir? Great, man. You know what they say, good teams win and great teams cover. So that's what it's all about, cashing tickets. And uh, I didn't know you had Harry and, uh, and John on, man. They're two of my favorite guys on the planet. There you go, man. So it's a it's a heck of a lineup tonight. I know they're your boys, and uh, I'm lucky enough to, I guess, call them friends. I'll, I'll say they're my friends. And, uh, you know, but you're leading off, man. So where do we start? Because you look at the slate of NFL Week 4, uh, obviously tonight, Thursday night, always leads us off with everything. The Titans and Steelers, that game's canceled because of COVID. So I'll let you kind of start us off as I have some other games here I want to ask you about. But game number one, what's the number one game that you think there's a real opportunity to make money this Sunday? Actually, it's a total. It's the total on the eagles San Fran game. I mean, if you look at each team's defensive stats this year, they look pretty sound. Man, the Eagles' pass defense, uh, they're giving up 224 yards per game, which is actually the seventh best in the NFL. But if you dig a little deeper uh, into these numbers and you start peeling off the layers, your opinion starts to change somewhat. I mean, uh, I think those defensive stats for the Birds are a little bit skewed considering the fact that Washington ranks um, you know, 28th and the Bengals ranked 31st in yards for pass attempt metric. And the Rams were able to pass the ball, you know, successfully against them at 9.2 yards uh, per pass. Um, so that Eagles pass defense, you know, looks good on paper. It might be a little skewed a little bit. And then uh, you look at their other strength, which is supposed to be their defensive line and their pass rush. And they did play lights out against the Bengals. They recorded eight sacks. Uh, again, they're just the sack rate numbers, like I said, look really strong on paper. But then when you consider the fact that the Redskins' offensive line ranks 28th in the NFL in protecting their quarterback, 
and the Bengals, I think, might be dead last in that metric. And they couldn't record one sack against Jared Goff, you know, with, with the mediocre offensive line that the Rams have. I think they're ranked 12th in the NFL in protecting their quarterback. You start scratching your head a little bit. So I like the over here, man. I went over 44 points, over 45 points. Uh, I mean, if you just look at the Eagles defense, they gave up a combined 50 points to the Redskins and the Bengals, two teams that have the sixth and seventh worst scoring offenses uh, in football. So I, I, I like the total here. I went over uh, 44. I went over 45. I think the current number is up to 46. And I actually like I like the Eagles here at plus seven. Uh, you know, most people are jumping ship on this Eagles team. And to me, that's the best time to buy on a team when no one else likes them. You know, the NFL has a way of making you hate a team and stop betting them, and all of a sudden those teams start covering the spread. It's not going to be easy going into San Francisco. Uh, but, again, the 49ers are, you know, they're banged up, they're wounded, and uh, they shouldn't be laying seven points, you know, at home against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Yeah, and you talk about betters and fans giving up on the Eagles. 65% of the spread bets have gone to the 49ers, so fading the public isn't the worst idea either there, right? Yeah, it's just going to keep rising. By kickoff, you're probably going to see 70 75% of all tickets punched into Vegas, in Atlantic City, offshore, you know, at some of the offshore betting houses that's going to be on San Francisco, especially the way, you know, they blew out the Giants and, and the Jets. So this is a team that, uh, you know, people remember them last year in the Super Bowl, how great they were. But this isn't the same team with all the injuries, you know, on the field. All right, so let's do some, uh, you know, around the horn, rapid fire. I'm going to go through as many games as we can here, and you can say I don't like it or give the pick. It's uh, it's your call. You're the godfather. So Sunday, 1 o'clock, October 4th, Seattle traveling to Miami. In Seattle right now, Russell Wilson looks like a robot. Uh, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Can Miami cover that spread, or what are you looking at for that game? Well, the only way I can take Miami is if it gets over that key number of seven. If you see this game goes to seven, seven and a half, you're going to see a lot of resistance by some of the sharper guys. Uh, Seattle looks unstoppable. As of right now, I think 80% of all the tickets placed are on the Seahawks. And you, you might see that number go up to as high as 90%. Who's going to bet on Miami here at home against Russell Wilson? Arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. And he's probably going to win the MVP this year by when it's all said and done. Uh, to me, bookmakers are begging to take Seattle here under that key number of uh, seven at six and a half. Uh, don't be surprised if you see a backdoor cover with Miami here. Mm. All right, interesting. Yeah, that, that six and a half scares me a little bit, but uh, we'll see. Seattle's on fire. All right, another one o'clock game. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, 0 and 3 now, lifetime against Andy Reid, Money Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't get it done against them. Coming off that loss, and they travel to Washington against the football team, and they're 13-and-a-half-point favorites, and the entire world loves them to bounce back. Do you? I mean, the line opened up 12. It went up to 13, and I'm looking at the screen right now. It's as high as 14 in some places. Uh, The Redskins right now have the best uh, pass rush in the NFL. I think they're ranked number one in the just a sack rate. But they've had some problems with running quarterbacks this year. Uh, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, I, I, I trash him sometimes on Twitter. And I talk about him being the best running back that ever played the quarterback position. But this is definitely a bounce-back game for Baltimore. Uh, it's not going to be easy covering this spread. I, honestly, uh, anything over 14 points, I might be looking to take the dog here. But uh, as of right now, I haven't touched the game. I'm with you with Lamar, by the way. He needs to prove it in the playoffs. He needs to prove it against good teams. He's in a great system, but I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, moving on. One o'clock game. Chargers traveling to 
Tampa Bay and the Bucks, seven point favorites. The Chargers, they don't look bad, man. They they should have beaten the Chiefs, arguably. Uh, what was that in week two? They took them to overtime. They ended up losing by a field goal. Uh, Tampa Bay, they're cruising a little bit now, maybe getting in the groove. Not that they're anything elite yet. Do you like the Bucks to cover a touchdown spread? Man, that number's right on. I mean, uh, I made the number seven. The game opened up a little short. I think it opened up four and a half or five, and it's moved up to seven. So there's some sharp money early on Tampa Bay. Uh, scares me a little bit. Public's going to be all over this Tampa Bay team after they, you know, won that uh, last week, twenty-eight to ten. Um, man, this is a tough game to call. This number's right on. Uh, if anything, I kind of like the under a little bit. You got two uh, defensive squads here. I went under 45 on the game, but I think it's down to 43 and a half. If you go under 43 and a half, I think you cash a ticket. All right, there we go. Another matchup here and uh, impacting the Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they're a little bit overrated. And the public always comes out the gates heavy uh, regarding the Dallas Cowboys from a betting standpoint. They're at home against the overhyped Baker Mayfield Browns, four and a half point favorites. Dallas. Uh, is in Jerry World. Do you like Dallas to cover the four and a half number per DraftKings? I actually laid four on them when when the line opened up. It's up to four and a half. I won't lay more than four on this team. This team always seems to perform uh, a lot better at home than they do on the road. Last year, they averaged uh, I think they scored an extra fourteen points at home than they did on the road. So uh, at home, this is a much different team. I know they're a little banged up, uh, but they can put up points. You saw what they did with Atlanta. And uh, this Cleveland team, uh, I mean, on the road, I'm not sure about them. And they got a lot of uh, alpha males on this team, a lot of talent. They just haven't really been able to gel together uh, the right way. I kind of like Dallas here minus four. Lions and Saints. And the Lions beat, in my mind, a good Arizona Cardinals team. Kyler Murray, uh, NFL MVP odds are, are shooting lower and lower uh, in the positive direction. But who do you like in this game? I'm I'm seeing where I where I look. Saints four point favorites against Detroit. Yeah, minus four. Public's going to be all over New Orleans here, and you can't blame them. I mean, uh, but the reality is, this Saints team could start off zero uh, and three if Tampa Bay didn't turn the ball over three times in that first game of the season. Tampa Bay really gave them that game. It wasn't a game that you know the Saints won. I mean, three turnovers. Anytime you, you lose a turnover battle, you're going to lose the game eighty percent of the time, and you're not going to cover the spread right around eighty percent of the time. So this is a Saints team that's got to bounce back here. Uh, on the road, it's not going to be tough. It's going to be very, very difficult in Detroit. Uh, gun to my head, if I had to pick a side, I'd probably be on the public side. I'd probably take the Saints minus four. Colts and Bears, and it's Nick Foles' time in Chicago. Trubisky benched, and Chicago's at home, and the Colts have the 38-year-old Phillip Rivers, and the Bears, two-and-a-half-point dogs? Do you like the Bears yeah. and Nick Foles at home, or not so much? Now, I kind of like the Colts here. Uh, you know, I had the Colts to go over eight wins on the season and had them to win their division. This is a team that's ranked number one in opposing yards for uh, for, uh, for play. they got a solid defense, number one in opposing points per game. This, this Colts uh, defense is uh, is for real, and offense are not bad. They're ranked 13th in points per game as well and 10th in, uh, in yards per play. So uh, they tripped up the first week against the Jags. Uh, they lost 27-20. They lost a turnover battle in that first game. But they actually had almost twice as many total yards as, as Jacksonville. So this is a Colts team that, that I think is going to go deep. Uh, I, like, I like the Colts here, minus two and a half. Cardinals on the road against the Panthers. And I'm on the Cardinals bandwagon. I, I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. I think he's legit. He can throw the rock as well as run it. Uh, and they're three-point favorites on the road. Are they due for a letdown, or you think they can cover that number? 
that's a tough number to cover on the road, especially with a quarterback Bridgewater that doesn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Like I just mentioned, the turnovers are so key in these games. I think this number, uh, if anything, I like the home dog plus the three and a half here. There's some real sharp money on uh, Carolina as well. There's two different sharp uh, sports betting syndicates that uh, love Carolina here. The Vikings are traveling to Houston, and Godfather, I I loved Houston last week with the points against the Steelers, and they let me down. Now they're at home against what I think is a bad Vikings team, but four-point favorites Houston uh, right now. What do you like there? Yeah, I mean, three weeks in a row, Houston hasn't been able to uh, outperform the market. I mean, we've bet them almost every week, and uh, they've let us down. And if they can't win this game and cover the spread here, I mean, forget about it. You might see the coach get fired. Uh, yeah, Houston's definitely the right side. Uh, three and a half, if you play the three and a half, it's up to four in some spots, but the Texans are definitely the right side. The Giants. I was an idiot last week, and I took the Giants with the points. And San Francisco dominated and steamrolled them. Giants are getting 12 and a half now against that Rams team that put up a ton of points late against the Buffalo Bills. 12 and a half is where I'm looking. I don't know what you have. Who do you like in that? Don't feel bad. That, that last week that line opened up four and a half, and uh, a lot of sharp money was all over New York. Line closed minus three, so it was a full one and a half point move. And then San Fran goes out there and just blows out the water. Uh, so don't feel bad about this one. I actually put the Giants on my no bet list. I, I will not bet them for the rest of the year. Uh, I just can't put my finger on this team. I can't put my finger on Danny Jones. I know pressure gets to him, uh, but. I mean, <laughs> Giants should have been able to stay in that game last week. As 13-point dogs, man, if that game goes to – if this line goes to 14, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably want to bet him again. But like I said, I put him on the do-not-bet list. I like it. I'll join you uh, on that list. All right, just a couple more games here for Philly Godfather. This is my favorite game that I'm looking forward to watching, and I'm going to bet it. I love the Patriots here. The Patriots are getting six and a half. Some places it may have moved to seven, so you can get into that. But going to Kansas City, can Kansas City cover that, or does this have Bill Belichick covering written all over it? I mean, coming off a big emotional win against Baltimore, which was, you know, they were supposed to be the two juggernauts in the AFC, uh, you might see a little letdown. I mean, Belichick's obviously going to try and use the same game plan he used against the Raiders, who were putting up a bunch of points. I think they ran for... uh, about 250 yards in that game. Uh, but Cam, you know, proved to say he can still throw the ball. Against Seattle, he had 397 passing yards. Uh, but more than likely, you're probably going to see uh, the Patriots try to control the clock, time of possession, run the ball down Kansas City's throat, because that's where they're vulnerable a little bit on defense. And uh, as long as they don't lose a turnover battle, they should definitely cover that seven-point spread. It's going to be a good one, 425 Eastern in Kansas City. Two more for Philly Godfather. Buffalo traveling to Vegas against the Raiders, and their three-point favorites on the road. I like the Raiders. I think they're getting overlooked a little bit by odds makers. Am I off, off base with that? Man, I'm a, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan this year. Bills Mafia, I took them at the beginning of the year at 33-1 to 1 to win the whole thing. Wow. Uh, I mean, if they can get home field uh, throughout, Imagine going up to Buffalo for the AFC Championship game in minus five-degree weather. It's going to be tough to beat that team. I don't care if you're the Chiefs. I don't care if you're the Ravens or the Steelers. Man, this is, this is a tough one here. Uh, in Vegas, line opened up two and a half. It's up to three, three and a half at some of the sharper offshore books. Whew, man, the home dog is definitely the right side, plus three and a half. But uh, Josh Allen uh, showed a lot of grit last week coming back after giving up that he big did. lead. 
and beating the Rams. It's not one of those games I'm, you know, rushing to bet. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough one. I'm a Bills fan too this year. He has that weapon on the outside finally, Stephon Diggs, and they're they're balling out in Buffalo. So that's a tough one. Uh, Eagles Sunday night football, and we touched on this to open. You you really discussed the total, and I think you already gave me this, but just to confirm it once again to wrap it up, you like the Eagles with the touchdown, uh, the touchdown uh, laying it down there. Yeah, everyone's jumping off the train. Everyone's trashing Carson uh, Wentz. Uh, this kid's got something to prove. I think uh, Peterson comes out with a, a solid game plan against a wounded San Francisco team. And I think it's just too many points to give the Eagles. I mean, if you remember, in the beginning of the year, their projected Vegas win total was at 9.5. They still, even at 0-2-1, they still have a 23% chance of making the playoffs because the NFC East is so weak. It's the only division in football that every team has a negative point differential. So, uh, the Eagles still got a shot, man. So uh, I'm taking the Eagles at anything plus seven or better, and I like the over as well. And the Monday night game, just to wrap it up, the Falcons on the road, and you talk <laughs> about coaches getting fired, man. I mean, if they lose this one, when is when is Quinn getting fired? But seven-point dogs the Falcons are against Green Bay, who look really good right now. You taking Green Bay with the points? Uh, man, I've gotten burned with Atlanta so far this year a couple times. Um uh, Atlanta's the right side. Anything over seven points. The game opened up five. It's up to seven, seven and a half. Aaron Rodgers looks unstoppable. The public's going to be all over Green Bay here. But Matt Ryan can throw the ball. Uh, the right side's Atlanta, but you might end up with the wrong result at uh, Lambeau Field, especially with that turf. Oh, man. Well, I know more times than not, if you follow Philly Godfather, you're going you're gonna to land on the right side of things, and that's why we bring him on. And we just ran through the entire NFL Week 4 slate, so I appreciate him doing that with me here to open the show. And, Godfather, just to wrap everything up, tell everyone what you have going on, where they can find you, and if you just want to give your favorite pick of the week out of everything we just went through. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Philly Godfather. You can stop by the phillygodfather.com. And make sure you check out Follow the Action uh, podcast. We're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, uh, Spotify, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Follow the action. It's me, John Layfield, Jonathan Coachman, and uh, Joey Odessa. I uh, love the over in the Eagles game. Love the under in the Colts-Bears uh, game. And uh, I like uh, I like Houston this week for a side. All right, there it is. Godfather's picks. I would follow it if I were you. Philly Godfather, get out of here, man. Go relax and watch the rest of this game. I appreciate your time. Good luck, guys. All right. There he is, the legend, Philly Godfather. All right, so we just ran through everything, and uh, I, I like that format with him because you can you can tell he knows what he's doing, okay? But you can tell some of the games he's just staying away from, and he's going to give you his pick, and he's he broke down everything. So if you're looking to bet a couple of those games, but – you know, the Bills game, and I think he's right. You know, that's that's a really tough game to call. The Bills look unbelievable right now, but the Raiders are at home, and they upset the Saints already in the, early in the season. So there's a few games that are tough to call. Which ones do you like? We'll, we'll continue to dissect the NFL Week 4 slate, and there's still so much more to bring to you live, South Jersey, in the Prop Swap Studios on The Fix for AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. We have John McMullen at 1030. We have Harry Mays at 11 p.m. 
Thursday Night Football live. We'll continue to update you there. Doc Rivers switching gears, just some top stories. Doc Rivers will now be the head coach in Philadelphia for the 76ers. I'll give you my thoughts with that move and decision by the front office and ownership group. Uh, NFL playoff odds, prop bets, NBA finals preview, game two for tomorrow night. Keep it locked right here so you can get the locks of the week. On the other side, John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. Kittle, the elite tight end for the 49ers. He will play. Carson Wentz, can he get out of the gutter and look decent for the first time this season? Titans game canceled, all of that and more. Stay tuned right here on The Fix. The second level. German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So, I, I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there? Right? Is that just by lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. Why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win with only seven guys out there anyway. So what, what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Here I am, and it's almost 1030, so John McMullen will be making his nightly Appearance right here on the fix live from the prop swap studios. What's happening in South Jersey? Did you bet on this game tonight? Who'd you take as the Broncos and Jets are in a barn burner? 17 16. Denver leads by one. They have the ball on their own 31 32 yard line with a third and four 
just over 10 minutes to play in the second half. I'll keep you updated there. Busy first hour and a half on the show. As we're about to talk with John McMullen, and then after him, we're going to talk with Harry Mays. And then I'll give you some fun segments that I've set up for you right here on The Fix. But now, it's game time, ladies and gentlemen. As we have our NFL Eagles insider, John McMullen, writes for phillyvoice.com, Sports Illustrated at si.com, and his weekly Saturday show, Extending the Play from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., Can Carson Wentz extend any plays this Sunday? Probably not. And that's why John is here to fill us in on all of the latest. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Come on. He extended the play to to essentially tie the game. That was a big play by Carson. So to uh, give your sister a peck, that's because Carson extended the play. (laughs) All right. We'll give it to him. We'll give him one. That's it. Uh, So we've already talked a lot. Um, different storylines throughout the week. Already Thursday night, as we inch closer to kickoff on Sunday, what's what's the latest? Injuries, storylines, anything new that we need to lead off the conversation with? I don't think I've ever seen a game where there's more injuries on both sides. So I, I, I think people in Philadelphia are, are, are wringing their hands, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, the receiver position, the cornerback position just decimated um, and, but and if you look at San Francisco, if anything, they're worse off. I, I mean, they have so many injuries and, and devastating injuries. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if this is related, and I don't think we're going to know, to be honest. I mean, football in general obviously is a violent sport. Obviously there's a lot of injuries, but everyone thought there would be more injuries uh, coming off no off-season with actual on-field work and a limited ramp-up period. But, you know, that was mainly about soft tissue injuries. So if you look at Deshaun Jackson, uh, hamstring, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, people like that, okay, maybe. But when you talk about torn ACLs like Nick Bosa, I, I don't know how much that has to do with that type of injury. So, uh, I mean, it, it's it's in a lot of ways. I think you know, if San Francisco was healthy, Eagles wouldn't have a chance in this game. So, despite all their injuries, they actually have a chance because San Francisco has more injuries. So, if you look at it that way, maybe that's a little optimist. Yeah, we'll try and be optimistic when we can here on the fix. Um, I asked you this last night, and I'll ask you it again because, as you mentioned. The injury report, and you put this out earlier, John, is just ridiculous. Um, so who do you believe will and will not play tonight, Thursday night? Well, yeah, it's, uh, they're both like they're like drugstore receipts. I, I mean, that's how long these, these uh, injury lists are. And uh, from the Eagles' perspective, I, I mean, I, I don't think Deshaun is going to play. I've said that pretty consistently. Um, now you have John Hightower um, is sick, so who knows where that's going to go. Um, hopefully he can get back and be ready to go. But that's where you're talking about. Quez Watkins is now on that 21-day period where the Eagles can activate him off injured reserve, so maybe he's an option. But, again, you're talking about a six-round pick. Um, 
You know Dallas Goddard's out for the foreseeable future. You know Jalen Rager's out for the foreseeable future. They're already on injured reserve. Um, Lane Johnson's going to fight through it. Uh, <laughs> that's just the guy he is. I read about that on Sports Illustrated. Fletcher Cox as well. He's going to fight through it. Uh, his oblique injury, he's going to try to play. Uh, and he played tremendously last week, especially in the overtime. Uh, big reason uh, why the Eagles got on the field three times and Cincinnati essentially wasn't able to do anything offensively. Um, so it, it's in a lot of ways, it's to say Avante Maddox is another guy who was hurt in the Cincinnati game. He's not going to be there. And it's interesting, you know, we don't talk about Trevor Williams that much. He came in that game for Avante Maddox, got beat for a touchdown run right away, but then really settled down and played pretty well. Well, he's got a rib injury. So he came out of that guy, game hurt. So it's, it's a mess. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no sugarcoating it. But again, I mean, San Francisco's even worse. They got a backup quarterback. Their three top running backs are hurt. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel's out, Richard Sherman's out, Nick Bosa's out, Solomon Thomas is out, on and on and on and on. It's amazing. How much of an impact and factor, I've talked a lot about this uh, over the past week or two, traveling across the country. So the Eagles have to travel out to San Francisco and then factor in the pandemic and the restrictions just with everything going on if you have, when you have to travel and stay somewhere out of town. How much does that impact them? Yeah, I think the traveling impacts them. I think it's all, I mean, nobody likes traveling uh, five, six hours to begin with, uh, even though it's easier for NFL teams. It's not like just taking a, a, a regular flight. But nonetheless, you have all these additional uh, COVID-19 protocols. So that makes it more difficult. So I, I do think that part of it, just the logistics, is, has become even uh, a bigger problem. But once you're there, once you get to the game, it's easier. In other words, and I've talked about this a lot with Aaron Rodgers and uh, teams going on the road, typically you're going to a hostile environment. And and I I don't necessarily think San Francisco and and Levi Stadium has been what, you know, Candlestick once was. I don't think that's one of the the more hostile environments in the NFL with fans. But nonetheless, it's – um, a lot worse with fans there. Uh, and and that home field advantage, and I've talked about it from an Eagles perspective, it's gone. And you've seen it's gone. You've already seen it with, with the Rams game and the Cincinnati game. The Eagles don't have the home field advantage. San Francisco won't have the home field advantage. In a lot of ways, it's almost, not quite, uh, but almost a neutral type environment these games without fans because that's what it is. You take those logistics out, and there's no advantage whatsoever for the home team. Can the Philadelphia Eagles defense really win a game? And this Sunday would be nice. I'm not saying are they capable. I I think they are, but they've been quiet. You know, I, I want them. I, I would love to see a dominant defensive performance, a couple interceptions, a forced fumble, whatever it is. Uh, so what do they have to do on defense to have a big day Sunday? 
Well, they got to create turnovers. I mean, that's the one thing. I, I, I think a lot of people would be surprised. The Eagles are, at, right now, they're a top-10 defense. I don't think people realize that. And they're not only a top-10 defense. They're top-10 against the run. They're top-10 against the pass. They're top-10 in third-down defense. And they're top-10 overall. But they're 32nd. 32nd in the league in, in, in turnover ratio, uh, minus 7. So they're dead last. They haven't created turnovers. They haven't gotten one on defense all year. Still small sample size, all this, obviously. But still, it's three games. Uh, the one they did get was on special teams. Um, and, and obviously, they've been given it away dramatically, and, and that starts with the quarterback. So they got to find a way to take the football away and we've, we've gotten the opportunity to talk to a lot of defensive players this week, and, and I think what they've been talking about was Cincinnati was the first time that they did a, 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 a the kind of job they wanted to do on first and second down, and that enabled them to get Cincinnati in some third and longs, uh, and that's where you can tee off in the pass rush, and, and generally good things happen. And, and they did against it. They had eight sacks, but still no turnovers. Now, if you do that consistently, eventually you're going to hit the quarterback, the ball's going to come out, you're going to get an interception. You know, that stuff will come if you can continue that. But I think that's what they have to do. they got to put San Francisco, and it, it, more likely than not, it's going to be Nick Mullins. Got to put him in third and longs, and it's a backup quarterback. I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks, but, yeah, he's he's apt to make mistakes, and uh, I, I think that's the goal. But, you know, San Francisco is known for their running game, um, and that's what the Eagles are worried about first and foremost, so they want to stop that. And, and it's such a strange dichotomy because, hey, is it going to be Jarek McKinnon? It's... You know, Te- Tevin Coleman's on IR. Uh, Raheem Mostert is is hurt. It, so, uh, I mean, they're banged up everywhere. Yeah, and, and hopefully the Eagles defense can take advantage and uh, assist, if not lead the way, to an Eagles victory. That would uh, that would be nice and a first this year for the NFL season for the Eagles. Switching back to offense, uh, I want to talk about the wide receiver, but first. Let's uh, get an update on Ertz, and there was some news today. He addressed it, I think, earlier today about just putting the contract completely out of mind and really focusing on the team. So talk about Zach. Yeah, I I mean, Zach's not happy. It's pretty clear uh, he's not happy, and um, and I I think things will change at least from the standpoint. I mean, Dallas uh, Goddard is now out. He's on injured reserve, and as I said, um, we're gonna, we'll see how long he's out. But I, I think, you know, from that perspective, all of a sudden uh, the Eagles are going to have to lean on him further. And then uh, you put on top of that no receivers. I mean, Greg Ward's practically the only healthy receiver on the active roster. So that even trends more towards Carson relying on Zach Ertz. So I think from that perspective, you know, Maybe that added traffic uh, uh, enables him to be a little bit happier on the field. But bottom line is he's not happy uh, about his contract. He's not happy about some other things as well. Um, 
uh, about you know the training staff and things like that. But um, it, it's it's difficult anytime you get to a point where your guaranteed money in this league is essentially evaporated. You, you and this is what happened with Malcolm Jenkins. Same exact thing. Uh, and I think people don't realize this when they see somebody's under contract. Uh, but once that guaranteed money of that portion of the contract is done, especially when you're a proven player, you want the rest of the money essentially on your contract guaranteed, and and you probably want a little bit more money uh, and a little bit of a bump. And you see this happen all the time in the NFL. The Eagles have done it with Jason Kelsey in a positive way. Uh, I mentioned they did it in a negative way with Malcolm Jenkins. So it, it comes down to what do the Eagles want to do, and I think what they want to do is move on, to be honest, and, and uh, pay a little bit less money to Dallas Goddard in the hopes. Uh, two things, and I think I've mentioned this before, ultimately they want to get to playing more 11 personnel, so they're hopeful that some of these young receivers develop. And then they would have Dallas as as a little bit of a lower cost tight end. Uh, I think that was the plan. That is the plan, but that could change because now Goddard's hurt and Ertz is a better player. And maybe Howie Roseman wakes up one day and realizes, you know what, this guy's too good to let go. So you can always repair it, but right now it's not trending in a, in a positive direction for Zach Ertz and the Eagles. Yeah, and that's um, – I don't know what to make of that, and, and we'll continue to discuss here on The Fix and on the football fix every night with John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. How likely is a trade for a wide receiver regarding the Eagles in season? Well, you never say never. I, I, when you talk about that trade deadline, I think a lot of people were focusing on, on, on Zach and, uh, you know, um, especially if things got negative – uh, in fact, that the Eagles would be, if you want to use a baseball term, sellers. Uh, I don't think that's on the table anymore now that Dallas is hurt. They need them. Uh, so that's number one. Uh, as far as them bringing someone in, um, I, I guess it's a possibility. I think you have to get, I think, October, right around Halloween, right before Halloween. You have to see where the Eagles are, number one. Is it worth uh and giving something up down the road to try to win a bad division. These are all the things you have to ask yourself. Um, but if it continues to, to go the way it's going, I mean, yeah, I think you could see some movement. I think you could see them try to get J.J. Arcega-Whiteside out of here and, and maybe uh, bring somebody back. But I, I don't think it would be a splashy move if, if that's the case because you still have, uh, Jalen Rager, who's going to be back, and you know John Hightower, Quez Watkins. Whenever Quez gets back, and 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 it could be this week, by the way, for him. Um, you do have all these young receivers, and in theory, you want to try to develop them. I don't. I don't think they're going to give up on them. Um, but if it, it, you know, last year was Jannard Avery. So, I mean, I. I at defensive end, I think if you're going to acquire somebody, um, 
it's probably going to be a lesser player like that, and I don't know how helpful it would be for this season anyway. And the bigger splash, if you want to go back a couple years, would be Golden Tate, and even that wasn't that effective, although he did have the big touchdown in the playoffs. Overall, I don't think, you know, in a lot of ways, football is not like baseball. It's not like basketball. And those in-season trades, you don't have those immediate impacts. So I wouldn't get too excited about it, I would say that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Golden Tate had a very brief and uh, disappointing era as a Philadelphia Eagle. But it just kind of came up in my mind while you were talking a couple of minutes ago. I was like, well, a trade could make sense if things get really ugly and receivers continue to be on the sidelines. But who they trade, what they trade, who's realistically out there, it's it's tough to make a trade for a skill position in season in the National Football League unless something's really going amok with that player or organization. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles win totals, John McMullen. The total now for the Eagles has dropped all the way down to six and a half over under. Are they going to get over six wins in your mind? And, and the best thing, and the answer is probably the division that they play, uh, but odds makers and sports books are saying they won't. Yeah, I, I mean, I still would lean uh, a little bit over there. And, and, you know, one of the reasons it becomes more difficult is you say, and you're right, you talk about the bad division. And you're saying, okay, well, for, there's four right there between the Washington football team and the Giants, but they already lost to Washington. So that's one of the four uh, you're supposed to get right off the top. You can take that off. And then Cincinnati's another team. I mean, two of these three games, that's, you know, this was supposed to be uh, the easy portion of your schedule, uh, and you weren't able to get wins against two teams that you clearly should have gotten wins against. Uh, So that hurts. But, again, this league, it's so fluid. It's so dramatic because now you start, the difficult portion of the schedule, and I put that in quotations. And as I said, if the Eagles went in to Santa Clara um, with the 49ers team that made the Super Bowl last year, this would be a no-shot game. No chance. Absolutely no chance to beat that team with Nick Bosa and Richard Sherman and McKinnon, Jimmy G, Mostert. Debo Samuel, all the names I mentioned, no shot. Now, they got a shot. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to win the game because they can't win any game yet. Until you see them win a game, it's hard to say it. But now we're talking about Nick Mullins and, you know, a cast of guys who aren't used to playing, guys who aren't supposed to be playing uh, because all the stars are out. So that's how the NFL shifts. Uh, on the other hand, it becomes more difficult. You, we've been talking all week about the Titans and, and Minnesota and COVID-19. Well, uh, who did the Titans have this week uh, on the schedule? Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's next for the Eagles after the 49ers? Pittsburgh Steelers. So all of a sudden, Pittsburgh's got a bye week and, and extra time to prepare uh, to face the Eagles. So that's more difficult. And you're going to see this continue throughout the season. Um, but I do think this team, I, I, I keep leaning 
and falling back on, and and maybe I'm crazy, but I just can't picture Carson Wentz playing this poorly for the entire season. I, I just I, yeah. I can't imagine it's going to continue, and I, I, I think he's going to, uh, as I've said numerous times, uh, progress to the mean instead of regress. He, he's going to play. You know, if he played average football, the Eagles would have two wins, and he, and we can't even get to average football. I think ultimately they'll get to average football and start winning a few. I hope you're right. It, it just feels like at this point um, that it's the perfect storm for Carson Wentz to potentially not get out of this rut between the injuries uh, at key positions and how the team's playing as a unit and the issues that he's going through. like It seems like it's almost impossible for him to work through these issues with the landscape around him. Yeah, I mean, it, it is difficult for the skill position. One of the guys that I, I didn't mention is Alshon Jeffrey. I, I continue to uh, – I don't think he's going to play this week. And the Eagles scaled back. They gave him a day off today. So I think that's indicative that they're going to hold him back one more week and try to get him out there against Pittsburgh. But in a lot of ways, if I go back to December of last season, you know, maybe this is helpful because maybe this sort of tempers, uh, you know, trying to get other people involved. And I talked about the poor route running of Jalen Rager when he was healthy, the poor route running of John Hightower, uh, the young players. You know, now you're going to have to default to Greg Ward, who he's not explosive, he's not great. I'm not trying to say that. But he's going to be in the right spot more often than not. And now you don't have Dallas Goddard, so you got to rely on Zach Ertz more often than not. Mm. And then you add in Miles Sanders in the backfield, and he's you know the one Eagle offensive player that's probably played pretty well. You take away the one fumble. That's your three guys. Simplify. Doug Peterson talked about this this week. Simplify the offense. Use those three guys as as sort of the the crutches of this offense, and I think you're better. I really do. Trying to get everybody involved is not working. Just rely on the guys who understand how to play and are going to be in the right spots and play a clean football game and see if you could win it that way because you're not going to be minus two or minus three in the turnover ratio. Uh, let's, let's try to get the even, see if you can win a game. Right. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple and just figure out a way to get out of a game with a W. Uh, a couple more for you, John, before I let you go. Nick Foles, I mean, you were just talking about keeping it simple and just being in the right spots, and that's that's Nick Foles, as you were describing Greg Ward. Um, what, what do you think Nick can do realistically here? Uh, I mean, this week – they're underdogs at home, and I'm just curious to see what type of Nick Foles we're going to get moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I, hey, Nick uh, is one of the most interesting players of all time uh, because the highs, I've explained it before, the highs are so high, the lows are so low. You know, it's interesting because he's playing Indianapolis and Frank Reich, and 
he talked about Frank and how much he Frank Reich means to him and, and what he did for his career. Uh, and he said, no coach has ever uh, understood me as much as, as Frank Reich. It's a good quote if you can find it. I'll try to retweet it uh, on my Twitter page uh, for people if they want to see it. And, and he said, you know, and, and we reported this at the time when we were together on different outlets and, mm-hmm. you know, Doug uh, had had said, and, and it was John Filippo as well, uh, if you remember when Nick was forced in, those last few games in the regular season were really pretty ugly. And it was at that point where the coaching staff kind of, Doug said, okay, you know, and he gave, it was really more John than Frank, but both of them. And he said, you know, watch Nick Foles' tape and see what he does well, and we're going to revamp this offense. And that's kind of what Nick explained. And they they looked at every piece of film, and they saw the plays that he ran well, and saw the plays that he didn't. And you mentioned that word, simplify. They simplified the offense. You saw a lot of that read option stuff. Uh, and that's what Nick was really good at. It. And you know what happened. Uh, and I, Obviously, the history is there in Super Bowl 52, and there's a statue in Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, Nick was great in the playoffs. Uh, but if there's any coach that knows what he does poorly, it's Frank Reich. So maybe this isn't the week um, for Nick Foles, uh, but we'll see. I, I mean, I, I think he's a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky, but I, I also you have to look at his history and say he's never played 16 games. Uh, he's never been a full-time starter. And I've, uh, I've always compared him to a streak shooter in the NBA, and he's going to be hot, and, and the highs are going to be high, and the lows are going to be low. And I think that's Nick Foles. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I found the article with a bunch of quotes, and we're running out of time. But uh, I'll post it on my Twitter, and maybe John will will retweet it as well. It's it's really really good stuff. So, just like it's always good stuff with John McMullen every night at ten thirty. John, what do you have going on uh, Friday and on extending the play Saturday? Uh, well, uh, Friday is obviously the uh, big Doug Peterson press conference at 1045, so we'll get all sort of the final news, and there's going to be so much injury news and who's going to play. We'll try to get that out of Doug early in the morning. But extend and play, we're going to have uh, Martin Frank from the uh, Wilmington News Journal uh, as we go through sort of our our sports reporters format of Eagles beat writers and Joe Biden's favorite newspaper. <laughs> Uh, so he's going to break down the uh, Eagles 49ers, uh, and we're going to extend that play past the football fix, Ryan Rothstein. There you go. Johnny Mack, for all of your NFL Eagles inside info, follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, extending the play every Saturday from 10 to 11. Jay Mack, we'll do it one more time tomorrow and get your – predictions right here on the fix all right thanks bud yes sir there he is johnny mack we have to take a quick break before we get to the top of the hour i have to come back for a minute then we'll break into the top of the hour and we're rocking and rolling harry mays will join me Har.
Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan.
hurt at work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need Injured Workers. You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490SportsBettingRadio.com. 